0: Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Carol Ganoa, your Married for Life coach, and you are listening to One Flesh for Life. How is everybody doing? I hope everyone is doing well. I'm sorry for those of you who look forward to the podcast every Sunday night, and you didn't happen to hear my voice last time. I am sorry for disappointing you. I was really, really busy. My son came home from New York and I was so busy. My friends just wanted to spend some time with him. But anyway, I know you understand and I'm sorry if I disappointed you, but I guess what? I'm going to make it up to you. So tonight I have a bonus special and you don't want to miss this. You really don't want to miss this. It's going to be very, 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 very interesting and i know it's going to really really stick or maybe touch a card in somebody's life i know it will minister to you it's my own personal testimony of the lesson tonight all right so stay tuned and don't don't miss it don't don't miss it come right back all right so i'll be sharing with you a very special story. But tonight I want to focus on something else. We've been talking about Jesus as the creator of your one flesh marriage. But how many of you just think about this for a little bit? How many of you a few months ago or a few maybe a few years ago into your marriage you started feeling lonely, you started feeling depressed, empty, maybe sometimes you start even feeling bored, you never had these feelings before, you know what I'm talking about, you started off in the marriage excited, happy, you didn't want to miss one second out of his sight or one second out of her sight, Y'all did did so much wonderful things together. You went places together. And I mean, it seems like all of that, it just feels like the excitement is gone. There's no rush of feelings anymore. Once he's around or once she's around, you're not eager to be around her as much as you used to. I mean, it's like your heart is growing cold towards her. What is going on? By the way, if you hear some little fuffins of paper in the background or so, I made some good notes tonight, my friend. So just ignore them. All right, please. And just pay attention to what I'm saying. So if you are really, really honest with me, some of you may feel this way tonight. As I speak, some of you might be feeling this way. That's all right. It's OK. I also felt this way in the beginning. When I was madly in love with my husband. And um, I'm still madly in love with him. But you know um, in the beginning of your marriage. You're like in the baby stage. So you know these things can really frustrate you. And I was getting frustrated a little bit. Angry and very very you know disturbing. You know it wasn't as, as it was in the beginning. So if you are feeling this way right now. I have good news for you. I know what the solution is. All right. I found the solution. And I hope you will. You will get to understand what this is talking about. I have the solution for you. Let me put it to you this way. You see years or months ago. When you felt like you were on fire. You couldn't help being around the love of your life. You were filled with joy and excitement. About having him or her in your life. But somehow. It just went away. you may not may not you may not or may be feeling that way right now, anyway, you might be feeling that way, really, you might be feeling that way. There's a thunder in the background if you hear it, it's starting to rain anyway. So let me continue. So what happened? What exactly happened? Why there's no more excitement, no more joy, no more rush of feelings to be around him or her? What actually happened? You see, what happened is the joy that you once felt in the beginning. That lovey-dovey feeling that you used to have, that heart-pumping feeling that you used to have every time you're around him or her. It was taken away from you. You got empty of it, and it was taken over by stronger feelings of like ugly feelings like resentment, bitterness. Maybe you're secretly become bitter now. You become cold. Your heart has become cold towards him because of argument, constant arguing, bickering, fighting, whatever, whatever it is, though not soft mushy and wonderful feelings that you used to have is now taken over by these ugly and just you know uncomfortable feelings about him or her unhappy feelings unjoyful feelings are now taking precedence in your life or are taking over your life but i know who is responsible for this can you guess you are right you are right he is the one that is truly responsible for this old slew I call him the big bad lion. He's the thief, my friends. And that's in the instructional manual found in John 10.10. He's the thief. The devil is the one who hates your one flesh marriage and mine. Yeah. And he will do anything, everything he possibly can to mess up the wonderful feelings that you once had for your spouse. Why? So you can kick him to the curb. So you can kick her to the curb and get a divorce. Because that's his end goal. to, To see you separated from your husband or your wife. So your feelings, your wonderful feelings that you used to have. The feelings of joy, contentment and protect feeling protected. They were replaced with anger, resentment. Sometimes even hatred. How does the devil get to do this? How does old Slewfoot or the big bad lion get to do this? He has to get permission from Jesus, the creator of your one flesh marriage. When you are not filled up with him. That means, my friends, that you must be filled up with the creator of your one flesh marriage. He's... Known in the instructional manual as the living water. That's another name for him. See, when you're filled up with the living water, you won't, you won't have these feelings that I'm telling you about. The lonely feelings that you might have now. You're feeling lonely like no, that your hobby doesn't really care for you or your wife doesn't really care for you. Or you're feeling rejected by her or him and you want to be with somebody else you feel like somebody else will take better care of you and won't treat you the way that they're treating you right now because after all after all these years my goodness how can they be treating you like this so we have to be filled up with the living water my friend and that's found in the instructional manual in John 4:14 4, you see when you're filled up with the living water That's Jesus, the creator of your one-flesh marriage. You don't get thirsty for things that can tear down, break up, or destroy your one-flesh marriage. You know those things. Bitterness can tear up your one-flesh marriage. Bitterness can come in and cause you to have bitter thoughts about your hubby or wifey. See, when you're not filled up with him, it's being replaced by these things. And it can literally destroy your one flesh marriage. Because Jesus, the creator of your one flesh marriage, you know that he made a promise? He made a promise when he brought you together as one flesh for life. And that promise is that if you abide in him, that means be filled with him. That's found in John 15:7. He says, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it will be done unto you. How do we abide in him? We have to be filled with him, my friends. That means consume him. Consume him. He said, Whosoever drink of the water... Any other water besides his water is another kind of water, okay? He says, whosoever drink of this water, he said that to the Samaritan woman. Remember that story? He says, if you drink of this water at the well, you'll get thirsty again. But if you drink of the water that I give you, you'll never get thirsty again. He was talking about being consumed with him. See, when you are not consumed with him, you get thirsty for other things. You get thirsty to be around somebody else besides your one flesh bowl. You get thirsty to want someone else who can pay the bills better than your current hubby or wifey. You get thirsty for someone who can give you better sex in bed. You get thirsty for someone who can speak more encouraging or hug you more or take better care of you and the children. You get thirsty for things like that when you're not filled with the living water. So when you're not filled with the living water, it tends to hurt your marriage because you're thirsty for things that are going to hurt your marriage. You get thirsty for unforgiveness. You start, you start not paying attention to the things that He does anymore. You're not paying any attention to the things that she does anymore. So unforgiveness can come into your life. And you find out that you're becoming bitter. You might even even leave her for somebody else. Or leave him for somebody else. In an adultery. You might start to desire to lust. You get thirsty to lust after somebody else. Because you are not filled with the living water. But... And that's a big but, my friends. When you abide in him, he promised to never leave you alone. Do you know how much how many promises that God made to you when you became one flesh with him? He promised that if you never separate from him, he will keep you together for life. He also promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. And that is found in the instructional manual in Hebrews 13:5. Also, Deuteronomy 31, 6 and 8. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 31, 8. Deuteronomy 3, 6 and then Joshua 1, 5. So there's a lot of promises by Jesus. So you won't won't have to experience loneliness if you are filled up with him. When you're feeling lonely, it's because you're not filled up with him. The loneliness came because you're empty of him you're not you're not filled with him cuz you see when you're filled with him you won't be lonely he promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you so you can't be lonely if you are filled up with him do you get what i'm saying so just bear that in mind you won't be thirsty for the things that can hurt or damage or destroy your marriage if you are filled up with the living water that's jesus the creator of your one flesh marriage and you won't you won't You won't be hungry for things that can destroy your marriage. Again, that means like an adultery or even divorce. So the key is to abide in Him. That means be be in tune with Him. Be, Be consumed with Him. Get lost in Him. Don't unplug yourself from Him. Stay connected to Him. Stay in fellowship with Him. Stay in union with Him. Keep him on your mind. Let your thoughts run always on him. The instruction manual says that he will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. See, that's why, that's why you're you're not having peace anymore about your one flesh part because you're not filled with him. And when you're filled with him, you have his peace, and his peace surpasses all understanding, and it will keep your heart and mind stayed in him. You see what I'm talking about now? See, when you're filled with dis-ease, you feel lonely, you feel like you're being controlled by him or her, these feelings are not from him. And that's because you are not filled with him. When you're filled with him, you won't have these feelings. I promise. Think on this. I don't... Think on this. If you don't lose fellowship with... The creator of your one flesh marriage. That means you are consumed with him. You are lost in him. You keep your mind stayed on him. You stay plugged up to him. You stay connected to him. You won't experience loneliness. You won't experience the rejection. Because he never will reject you. You know what I mean? I promise you. If you don't quite get what I'm saying right now. Stay tuned for the special my personal testimony that is coming up right after this okay remember you don't have to experience loneliness or emptiness or rejection or any of those ugly feelings that you may be feeling right now even after you've been into the marriage couple months years or whatever you don't have to have these feelings. Jesus, the creator of your one flesh marriage, wants you to con- be consumed in him. That means be filled up with him. That's the living water. Consume him. By keeping your thoughts on him, staying tuned to him, and being in union with him, you will never have to experience divorce ever again. God put the two of you together to be one flesh for life. God bless. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Carol Ganoa, your Married for Life coach, and you are listening to One Flesh for Life. All right, everybody. Are you ready for the very special bonus that I'm going to be sharing with you tonight? Before I get into it, I know you can't wait to hear it, but um, before I get into it, I want to tell every one of you who have, who have been listening to the podcast, thank you. Thank you for supporting One Flesh for Life, and thank you for hearing me pour my heart out every week to help you stay together as One Flesh for Life. I just want, I just felt I had to tell you that. Anyway. I have this very, very important question that I know. everyone, everyone wants to ask me this question. Some have already asked me this question, and I have no problems answering it. But for those of you who have never asked me this question and have been so curious to know the answer to this question, tonight is your night to hear it. All right. This is the question that I'm talking about. For those of you who don't know, I've been separated from my hubby, the love of my life, since 1995. I got separated from him. Then I went and saw him in 2010. I gave him a surprise visit in Liberia. Ever since, I haven't, I haven't seen him anymore. And we've been separated since then. You know, that's pretty pretty long time. Did I say nineteen ninety five was when I first separated? It's actually two thousand five. Nineteen ninety five was his um was my graduation. And I was just thinking of something else. Anyway, um the question that many of you a- asked me before, and I want to answer the question that a lot of you probably want to know, how do you do it? How do you do it? How can you stay away from someone that you love that much? Or how can you stay, how how do you manage? How do you manage to keep your emotions? And how do you manage to stay from sex all this time? How do you do it? How do you, how? How, how do you stay stay pumped up and, Still love a man that doesn't want to be in your life or is not in your life? How do you do it? My answer to that question is based on the series that I just completed with you. You heard me talk about Jesus, the creator of your one-flesh marriage, as the living water. He promised That when we drink the water that he gives us we'll never thirst again and to be honest with you I didn't know I did not know what that really meant I've heard that scripture before so many many times but the Lord revealed to me that if i drink him when i drink him that means when i consume him when i spend most of my time thinking on him dwelling on him meditating upon him just focusing upon him getting lost in him when i get lost in him i i don't it's like it takes over the negative feelings that that you have Yes, in the beginning it was very hard. It was very hard for me the first couple of years. That's why I went to see him in Africa. He's from Liberia. I went to see him there and I surprised him. After six years of being separated from him, I went to see him and it was wonderful. It was really, really wonderful. But I haven't been able to see him since then. And after that time, I was beginning to feel troubled. I was feeling very troubled. And my mind was going all over the place. I was thinking of, you know, um, you know, why can't he, you know, help me with the children? Why can't he be here for me? I was starting to feel like I needed him here. I needed him in my life. I needed him. I was beginning to feel, you know empty a little bit you know what i mean yeah i wanted him i wanted him there around me i'm used to him being there i'm used to him laying on bed with me every night having sex together every night you know what i'm saying so i was i was just not used to him being away from me and out of my life so i prayed about it especially the sex part i prayed about it cuz i started struggling i try to enjoy myself sometimes and yes I did because it it took it took away that you know feeling especially when you've seen your menses and that period of your time of your period comes and it brings on those strong feelings yes yes so I had to literally I prayed and I said Lord I cannot take this anymore either you dilute those feelings or just take it from me and so I ended up asking God to take away my desire for sex. I asked the Lord to please take away. Every time I would see my menses, I said, Lord, it's going to come at me. It's going to come at me. I'm going to desire. I want it to be in bed. And I don't want to be in bed with anybody else because I want to be faithful and loyal to my hobby. So I told the Lord, please take away my desire for sex and the lord started doing that for me and it took some time but i i kept on praying and fasting every time the enemy would come and tell me things like well what's so wrong with what's so wrong with enjoying yourself if you you know if you don't have him around god understands no god does not want us to be in sin so god does not going to be appreciative of me enjoying something more than him so every time that thoughts came up I would I would speak the word I would renounce it and when it got really hard I started fasting and praying and it's after I started fasting and praying that the thoughts it it became easier for me to resist the devil more the more i fasted and prayed about it the more i was determined to stay stay close to god and fast and pray is the more is the is the easier it would get to to um to stop thinking about it and just resist the devil the bible says if you resist the devil he will flee from you and it's the devil that wanted me to to keep doing that so I will you know want somebody else because nobody else is around you get what I'm saying so I believe I'm at that point now where I can very very quickly resist the devil resist the temptation that the devil will give me to do that because it does it can lead to you wanting somebody else it can it definitely can and so I've stayed prayed up and have, you know, every time those kind of thoughts come, and trust me, the more you resist the enemy is the more he gets the message that you don't want this anymore, you want you want nothing to do with this anymore, and if you keep renouncing him and telling him, go away, I, I renounce it in the name of Jesus, I reject it in the name of Jesus, I reject these feelings in the name of Jesus, I renounce you, Satan, I renounce you, Satan, the more you do that, the more you throw this in his face, trust me, he will get the message that you're done with it you're finished with it and that's the point that I'm at my friends I've said that to the devil literally and um to go back to the feeling of um how did I how do I manage to stay away this long and not you know want somebody else or whatever is because I've been asking the Lord to fill me with his living water that's the revelation he gave me and that's why i shared it with you earlier and in the in this episode that i had prior to this jesus shared with me that if i'm filled with him i won't desire any other person but him more than him that's what i mean more than him you see, when you are when filled with the Lord, that means when you consume him, when you allow your mind to stay focused on him and you pay, pay give all your attention to him, let him take over your mind, let him take over your heart, let him take over your emotion. When you do that, then his thoughts regarding your hubby or your wifey takes over takes takes in control takes charge and that's what that's what has happened to me I have allowed the Lord and I kept I keep on praying and asking God Lord you take over my mind you take over my thoughts you take over my heart don't allow any bitterness to come inside me for my hubby don't allow any unforgiveness to come inside me for my hubby just fill me with love for him just continue to fill me with your love for him that's what I keep praying. See, I'm filled with the living water. So, I desire what he wants for my marriage, and he wants to see us one flesh for life. Even though it may not feel like I'm like our marriage is really a marriage, so as some of you claim Some of you feel, some of you out there, the people who don't understand the meaning of one flesh for life, they feel like I don't have a marriage, like it's just on paper. But that is not true. They need to understand that when Jesus brought me and my hubby together as one flesh, he meant it to last forever. He meant us to be one flesh for life. That's why I decided to write this podcast, start this podcast, because I want everybody to understand that that's the desire of Jesus. So I feel, I ask God to fill me with his spirit so that I will stay lost in him. I will stay connected to him. I will stay plugged up to him. When I say plugged up to him, I mean, When you stay in fellowship with Him, that's to me, that's what I mean when I say plugged up to Him. When you don't talk to God, when you're not in communion with Him, when you don't fast and pray, you tend to get, you tend to lose sight of what He really wants and how He truly wants you to feel. You tend to drift away from from your true purpose in the marriage you tend to drift away you don't have that strong desire to serve him you don't have that strong desire to do what you know that he wants you to do which is stay together for life which is to be one flesh for life which is not to separate what he put together when you're not in fellowship with him you get thirsty for things like somebody else who can take better care of me somebody else who can help me pay the bills somebody else who will treat me better than he when i'm not in fellowship with him those are the kinds of feelings that i would probably have but i don't have those feelings i had those feelings in the beginning when i didn't have the revelation that i need to be filled up with god i need to be filled up with the living water when you're filled up with him he gives you his heart desire in every circumstance, in every situation. And so that is the answer to your, that question that you've always wanted to ask me. How do you do it? That's how I've done it, my friends. I'm staying in fellowship with God. He calls it abiding in him. That means consume him, drink him. Meditate on God. When, you're, when, you're, when your mind begins to drift and you feel like God didn't bring you together with your hobby. He might not be treating you the way that you used to be treated. He may not be doing the things that he used to do. He may have gotten bored now. You're getting, the marriage is getting boring or whatever. If you are there right now and that is you. I encourage you to just ask him, ask him to connect you, consume you. Tell him that you want to be consumed with him. Tell him that you want him to fill you up so that you won't be thirsty for anything else but him. I promise you, he will fill you because he doesn't do, he does not do anything that he says he will do. He always keeps his promises. If this is you tonight and you are touched by my testimony, you are encouraged by my testimony, I want to pray for you. I'm going to end now and I'm going to pray for you. If you are that person, your marriage may seem like it's going downhill or it seems like it just doesn't have the enthusiasm, the spice, the joy that used to once have. And that's because Something else is replacing that joy that you once had. Something else is replacing replacing the spice, the spiciness, and the enthusiasm that it used to have. Something else is replacing it. Just think a moment and do a self-check. Do a self-inventory check. Check out, check it out. Just do a self-inventory and trust me, something else is replacing the living water. Because once you're filled with him. You won't be thirsty for anything else. You won't be thirsty for another man more than your hobby, the one that God gave you. That's the one that he brought together with you as one flesh for life. So if that's you tonight, I want to pray for you. Then I'll end close. Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for all those who have been touched by the testimony that I shared tonight. I thank you, Lord God, for those who are in the same boat as I was many years ago when I struggled with feelings of emptiness, feelings of rejection from my hubby. Lord, if there's anyone out there who's feeling empty right now, please fill them with you cause them to hunger after you, cause them to desire you, to be filled with you. You are the living water, Lord, and you promised us that we'll never be lonely because you will never leave us nor forsake us. So if we abide in you, if we are filled up with you, Lord, and if we stay filled up with you, if we stay connected to you, you will. You promise that you will never leave us, you will never reject us, and you will give us that which we need. You said if we abide in you and your words abide in us, we can ask whatever we will and it will be done unto us. I'm asking you right now, Lord, to touch the hearts and minds of those who are struggling in their one flesh marriage tonight. Lord, I'm asking you to touch the mind and emotions of any man or woman out there who might be thinking negatively towards their one flesh bone who might be thinking ugly feelings ugly feelings have surfaced in their marriage lord and they're feeling bitter they're feeling resentful they're feeling hatred maybe towards their one flesh well. Father, I ask that you will take these feelings, these ugly feelings away. Lord, that you will rid them of these ugly feelings, oh God. And replace them with yourself, Lord. Fill them up with your love, Lord. Fill them up with your compassion, Lord. Fill them up with your joy, oh God. Fill them up with your peace, oh God. Lord, when they are filled with your peace and your love and your compassion, Lord, it will consume them so much that all These ugly feelings will have to go away. And I speak healing to everyone who is in this predicament right now. I speak healing into their mind. I speak healing into their body. I speak healing into their emotions. I speak healing into their heart in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, for keeping them together as one flesh for life, especially those who are standing and believing for the restoration of their marriage like i am i pray that you will visit them right now and give them strength give them give them the desire to hang in there as i'm hanging in there i beg your your help at this time lord and i thank you for it i thank you lord that you are the creator of our one flesh marriage and that you will do everything in your in your power And you have all power and all dominion to do anything that you desire. And your desire is to keep us together forever. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. And don't forget, you never have to experience divorce ever again. God put the two of you together to be one flesh for life. God bless.